Welcome to the AMC Stock Story Podcast. I'm your host, Russell Corey, and this is not financial advice, and I am not a financial advisor. This is solely for entertainment purposes as I talk about my experiences of investing in AMC stock and becoming an AMC ape. Episode 29, AMC Guts. How are your guts holding up, huh? How you doing? We're going to talk about about you on this podcast. I know I talk a lot about myself. Um, We'll talk a little bit about you today. How are your guts doing? Are you you an AMC investor? How do you feel inside there? Because to, to be an ape, it takes guts. A lot of people thought this was stupid to invest in AMC think you're crazy. And it took guts. It took intestinal fortitude. It took bravery and courage. Courage of your conviction to hold when the stock went down. When this happened, and I was my in my evangelical stage of trying to get people to invest in AMC... And you know what's funny? I I try to tell myself that I was I was just trying to help people out. I wasn't. I was trying to help myself. <clears throat> In the sense that these people would make a lot of money and they'd be forever grateful to you. But didn't quite turn out that way in the beginning. Some people actually did invest off my advice. Not a ton, but they invested. And when the stock started freaking out, sometimes it went up a little bit. And when it went down, um, people sold. I know someone that sold and took profit. I know someone that, that sold when it went down. It wasn't for them. And I remember at the time, the person that took a little profit, you know, I'm like, how could you sell? It's like, this thing's going to the moon. And they said, hey, no one ever went broke taking profit. And you know what? They were right. They were right. They could have taken that profit, waited, and bought AMC again at almost half the price. About twice as much. And people that sold and said, this isn't for me, maybe they had a point. It's not for everybody. This has been a pain in the butt. I've been stuck on this stock since late May. This has been my life. I used to be a political junkie. I'd wake up in the morning, and instead of turning on the ticker, I'd turn on Morning Joe. Got to see what's going on in the news. And for those of you interested in the AMC news, um, the pre-market has been open for about nine minutes here on Tuesday, August uh, August 31st, 2021, and AMC is at $44.15. So it's up. That's good. Good sign. And we'll talk about those signs, too, a little later. 
Right now we're talking about guts and courage of your conviction. Some people couldn't deal with it. And it I don't blame them. And if it's not for you, it's not for you. This is not for everyone. I tried to tell as many people as I could when I was in my evangelical stage. Not everybody, but people I actually cared for that I wanted them to get some money. I thought this was going to be a license to print money. (laughs) And maybe it will be. Maybe it will be. But there was a price to be paid for it. And for me, that that price was the summer of 2021. But I used to be a political chunky, and I that that was everything to me. I, I and I'll be honest at this point, I could care less. It's it's like okay, that's going on, great, wonderful. How's AMC? Where's my ticker? I'm sitting there looking at my phone, <laughs> watching the ticker, watching my videos, checking Twitter. What are people saying? So maybe that'll change after this is over. I don't know, um, but it's been all AMC. And you know what? I like it like that. If I didn't want it to be like that, I wouldn't. I like it. I like, that's me. That's my personality. I go all in and, um, you know, 100 miles an hour. That's me. It's funny. I have a light switch in the office. When we got the house and we painted, I got this big, fat, wide light switch. And I painted it red. And the color uh, red, it was 100 mile an hour red. That's the name of the paint, 100 miles an hour. (laughs) And the idea is every time I walk in the room, I turn that light switch on, and it's all about getting ideas and then going with them 100 miles an hour, which isn't always smart, I'll admit. But it took guts to get in this gambit. And I want to talk about you, you know, how are you doing? How are you holding up? Are you like me? Do you get up in the middle of the night, watch pre-market? You know, are you an, are you a shareholder? Have you been thinking about it? Are you on the sidelines? How many shares do you have? Are you a 1x, 2x, 3x, 4x, 5x ape? And what I mean by that is on Twitter and stuff, you're not really you really shouldn't tell people how many shares you have. So instead you'll use an X. So like let's say if you had nine or less shares, you'd be a one X bait, right? You just put X instead of nine or seven or five. Let's say you 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 have in you're in double digits, like you got you know between ten and ninety nine shares, then you're two X. Then it keeps going on where you know up to, you know, 999, then you're 3x up to, um, and I'll tell you, I'm, I'm a 4x ape myself. I'll tell you that. You can probably figure it out. If you listen to the podcast, I've, <laughs> I've, I've let enough slip, so you could probably figure out what, what I have, but I'm a 4x ape. So it's a significant, um, contribution and it's on the lower side of that 4x, but, uh, Or are you hedge fund? You work for the hedge funds? Are you listening? And saying, can't believe, you know, this is what we need. We need to get into the psychology of shareholders, how they're feeling. And this guy's doing a freaking podcast. This is awesome. We're plugging your podcast right into the supercomputers. It's going right to our algorithm. Thanks, AMC Stock Story. 
I I don't know. I doubt that. Because one, there's never no no one leaves comments really on the podcast, and a lot of what the supposedly hedge fund bots and shills do is they they leave comments and they tell you about hey invest in this hey invest in that to to try and uh, get you away from AMC, and there's not a lot of that. Um, how long have you been holding? Are you a January eight? January 2021, maybe even before that? Are you May? Like me? You know, you saw the the news, bought into the hype, maybe got in if you're lucky before the big jump. <clears throat> Are you in August date? Are you just getting into it now? Did you just hear about it? Are you September? Who knows when you're going to be listening to this podcast or when when the MOAS will actually happen? You you could be a September, October, November, December eight. Of 2021. I hope not. I hope this thing wraps up this week, to be honest with you. But you never know. You never know. How are you dealing with the stress? It gets stressful. It's not as bad right now. Because right now, we're back in the black. But I guarantee you, those days... You know, when you think it's going to go up and it goes down, or they keep it in the 30s? Yeah, no. Listen, in one way, I'm grateful to the hedge funds for delaying this because we got to improve our position. The longer it went on, the more money we were able to make, the more money we were able to invest in AMC stock. If, If this had popped in early June... I wouldn't nearly have, I would not have the position I have right now. That that time allowed me to expand our position. Do you have your exit plan? How are you, how are you going to get out? I'm not telling you when to sell, what levels to sell. I know some people are like, I'm diamond handed all the way. I'm waiting for this thing to peak. And then I'm selling after it peaks. Okay, well, that's that's your strategy. That's your strategy. And that's that's fine. I'll be upfront and honest about mine. We're taking a staggered approach. I have a family to think about. And I'm going to take care of my family. I want to take care of my ape family as well. So definitely we're going to be diamond-handed. Some of our shares, absolutely. We'll be there for the, the apes, the 1X apes. We'll be holding. I'm not going to commit to not selling any shares. But we'll have some skin in the game in the end. We'll ride it out with you. We'll see how far we can take it. But we have our plan. We have, at certain points, we plan on, you know, selling. Um, just to secure our immediate future our very near future, and then we go to Vegas for the jackpot. We're diamond-handed that, and we're going to see how far it can go. We're going to see what kind of AMC guts we have as this thing goes on and it dips. Or you have to maybe wait the next day. Do you sell out? Right before the, at the end of the day? 
Are you willing to wait at night? See what it does in aftermarket, you know, pre-market. Who knows? What kind of AMC guts do you have? You have the guts to get into the game, and what does it take? So, I've always said, I'm going to be honest and, and upfront with you. Um, and I'm going to talk about some of my experience with other stocks during this period, and the difference between having the AMC guts and these other stocks. So when you talk about guts, I want to talk about Virgin Galactic and how um, was it uh, Bronson Branson went up on that spaceship and took that risk. And I thought, what guts to do that? Because it's a very risky endeavor sending people into space. People died doing it. And he's expecting people to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars. And now he can say, as far as the risk, I did it myself. I put my own life on the line and I did it. That takes guts. And I was so impressed with that. I said, you know, I bet this virgin, everybody's waiting on the sideline to see how the, the launch goes. And when it's successful, this Virgin Galactic stock, Space, I think it was, SPCE, I think, it's going to go through the roof. It's going to be amazing. I got to get in on that. So I did. I waited for the market to open, put some cash in my account, and I bought those space shares. Not many, not many. I just wanted I wanted to be able to say I bought space shares after that because I thought it'd be historic. Yeah, that stock tanked pretty quick. I learned my lesson. I don't want to say it tanked. It went really down. I think they did a they they um they authorized a lot of stock and it diluted it and that's what drove it down really quick. So when I realized this thing was not going up, it was going down. I didn't have the guts to stay in there, and I didn't want to. I was in it for a quick buck. That quick buck wasn't coming, so I sold it. And then I immediately put it into AMC. Learned my lesson. So I thought. That was back in early July. Here we are, late August. And I got restless again. Converted some in some of my AMC into uh, GME GameStop. But that's really, listen, these two stocks, they're like brother, sister, cousins. They go up together, they go down together. They're not completely identical. And I, I wonder, one of the struggles I'm going through with now, and again, getting onto the subject with guts, was it, it cost me five AMC shares for one GameStop share. I waited till that scenario. They were lined up perfectly. And I wouldn't have to put any extra money in it. And there would be a lot of money left over. But five AMC shares equaled one GameStop. So as we go forward, you would think, when I, when I cash the GameStop out, it has to be five times the value of an AMC share. Otherwise, it didn't make sense to do this. But I did it for this reason. 
there's so many there's there's over 500 supposedly 500 million amc shares not counting all the fake synthetics and everything right and i believe again don't quote me not financial advice definitely confirm this but gamestop is about 60 million but it's much lower the people involved and everything is lower so my thought was hey when you're going the distance, when you're going to that six-figure territory, 100000 a share, $200,000 a share, dare I even let the delusional word slip out of my mouth, a million dollars a share. Maybe it's going to be easier for GameStop to handle that territory than AMC. And I thought, hey, why not get a few in my Roth? And when you go down that way, you'll you'll got these, you know, heavy bombers that are gonna, you know, go all the way, deliver the payload. So that's why I did it. But there's a part of me that's you know, I think is is GameStop gonna go up in value like AMC? And I get nervous. What if what if AMC shoots up today so that, you know, now, you know, it'd be four shares of AMC for one share of GameStop. Three, am I going to be able to handle that? Will I have the guts to stand by my conviction that possibly going long, long range, GME might be a better stock to handle that than AMC, where a lot of volatility. Listen, I was looking at these stories. Vanguard has loaded up millions and millions of AMC shares. What do you think is going to happen to that price when they dump those shares, you know, for profit during the mother of all short squeezes, which I'm assuming they would do? It's going to go down. It's going to take a big hit. Who knows? Who knows what that's going to look like? Could be a blip. I've heard people say there's so many billions of synthetic shares out there. It won't matter when people start selling. It won't matter. Who knows? Um, but I am, like I said, GME is a little different. And uh, am I going to have the... So now the struggle I have is the, the conviction of standing by that decision. Because I'm afraid, like, I'm going to regret um, doing what I did. Because... And the other thing is relative. When do you actually sell those shares? You know, if we just to sell everything at $100,000, both GME and AMC, then it wasn't worth it because you could have had so many more shares to sell at $100,000 if you kept them all AMC. But if AMC is going for $100,000 and GME is going for half a million dollars, $500,000, then it made sense. Then the bet paid off. Okay. Or, you know, if it's a little bit above that, or if it's going for a mil full million, then it then it would have paid off. And I was struggling with that last night. Uh, yesterday was a big day. You know, a lot, lot to uh, anticipate. Hey, I saw the signs. I saw the three signs that the MOAS was coming. I didn't know if it was going to be yesterday, and I didn't think it would be yesterday. Hopefully, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, enough things kick in that that finally sets it off. 
or we just are in such a good shape by the end of this week on Friday that it's it's in motion and it is really inevitable at that point that AMC gets to such a high price that the hedge funds cannot continue at that weight and they just start getting vaporized and margin called and it just starts happening and it soon becomes an out of control wildfire as the stock races up. So, will I have the guts to, to stand by that? Yeah, I talked it out with my wife last night. Yesterday, I didn't even work. You know, it was so stressful kind of watching the stock all day and wanting to be there in case anything went crazy. That it wasn't worth chasing a, you know, $20, $30, $40 Instacart order when you literally had millions on the line. I could take a day off to uh, to watch it. Um, but then that night, it was dinner time, and I was like, you know, I really want to go to In-N-Out, which is about, I don't know, about 30 minutes away from here. It's a, it's a, it's a bit of a drive. In-N-Out's a burger chain started in Southern California. Really great food. Um, so we went down, and on the way, my wife and I talked about it. And I said, well, this was my strategy in converting some of these AMC shares into GME shares, right? And it'd be kind of like saying, look, you know, again, kind of getting into a military analogy here. Let's say you had an F-15 as your standard, you know, Air Force fighter, right? So you have this Air Force F-15 fighter. And let's say, Again, I don't I don't know the specifics, but we're just gonna be we're gonna keep it simple, okay? Let's say an F fifteen costs you, you know, a uh, hundred thousand dollars to build. It doesn't, but let's just say it's a hundred thousand dollars. But then there's also stealth fighters that can evade radar and deliver their, you know, bombs deep into enemy enemy territory, right? But they're not cheap, you know. For every stealth fighter you have in your arsenal, you could have five F-15s, which get the job done most of the time, right? These stealth fighters, these babies are for, you're going to start a war and you want to slip in there and deliver that strike, first strike, take your opponent out. That's what that's what a stealth fighter is for. You want to deliver a nuclear bomb, that's what a stealth fighter is for. Very specific purpose aircraft. And it's going to cost you. And But if you're going to need to do it, that's the plane to do it. Is it worth five F-15s to have one stealth fighter when you got to go in to deliver that bomb? And that's it, you know. So we had that discussion. And, you know, we finally decided that, look, we're, it's very possible as as this gets going, the ratio of AMC to, to GME in value could get out of whack, and it would seem like it was a big mistake to trade. You know what what happens if AMC catches up to GME? What if they're both two hundred dollars a share, or three hundred dollars a share, or five hundred dollars a share, and they're neck and neck, and they never let up? They all they both go down the same way. At that point, it would have been a terrible mistake. Because I gave up shares and I was wrong. But also at that point, we should be pretty rich. And it 
isn't get, shouldn't impact that. Like I said, it wasn't like we converted everything to GME. We didn't convert half, a small portion of the Roth. So I think we could live with that. And, you know, I, I was okay. Virgin Galactic, as soon as that thing went down, I was gone. I had no guts. I had no guts. And I put it right in AMC. And I felt like I just wrapped a warm blanket around me. That's how I felt with AMC. The conviction that I had. Um, it, it just feels like home. And I talked about these other stocks that came up this week. I don't know what it was. I think it's just holding, not taking profit was getting me frustrated. It's kind of like you're a kid and you watch the other kids out playing and you know, you're like, Mom, I want to go out and play. I want to go out and play. And your mom's like, nope, you got to do your homework. Sit here and do your homework. And you're watching them play. I want to get out and play. I want to make some money. And I thought, but at the time, you know, in the overnight, because these things were supposed to take off and if you get in cheap, or lower, the better you're going to do, right? So in the pre-market, um, I, I looked at it like support was just too expensive. I could not afford support, and, and I wasn't. And the other thing is I didn't have the cash in there, you know, and it takes a while to transfer cash into these accounts. Um, it might take a few hours. I know with Webull, usually around 5 a.m. Pacific time, which is about 8 a.m. Eastern time, and that's when the cash usually transfers. And you can invest. So if I wanted to invest right when the pre-market opened, I was going to have to cash out AMC shares to have the, the money to buy support. Or the one I decided on was um, BBIG, big. That, that that price was low enough that I could actually buy, you know, some. So I was going to do it. But when it came time to push that button... I couldn't, I could not get myself to sell any more AMC for BBIG. GameStop, I could. Wasn't easy, but I could pull that trigger. This one, I couldn't. And I stopped and I said, look, you're just going to have to wait and watch this stock because it got to $10 at that point. I watched it go from $7 to 10 And my fear was I was going to watch it go from $10 to 50 maybe beyond. And I would have been sitting on the sideline and watching this happen, knowing that, ugh, AMC's just been sitting at, you know, in the low 40s for days now, a couple of days. Meantime, I could have 5X'd my money with big. But I couldn't do it. So I waited. And of course, two seconds after I made that decision not to buy BBIG at $10. It started going down. So that decision, that hesitation immediately paid off. And it went back down to, you know, I think $9, $8 or whatever it was. And then later in the day, it just, yeah, it never got back to the $10, I don't think. But I did actually buy 10 shares. Once, once I could actually just put the money in the account and buy the 10 shares, I did. But when it struggled, when it wasn't going anywhere, and AMC was shooting up at that point and showing that strength, 
I said, that's it. I'm getting out. And I sold my BBIG. Um, I had made a little bit of money, not much. I mean, just, I don't know, maybe 20 cents a share. And I only bought 10 shares. It wasn't much. But I immediately reinvested it in AMC. And I bought the AMC uh, back. But I would say bought it back, but I, I bought AMC. But actually what, what I ended up doing was... Um, so the Roth, the long-term one, that's where most of the, the GameStop shares are. But I did buy one. I did take five AMC shares from an individual investor account, which we would have immediately access to. And I cashed out five AMC shares, and I bought one um, GME share for cash, the immediate one. And what I ended up doing was with that investment, plus I'd also made... $20 investment a couple of days before that ended naked, because which was only 67. I, I got in at 67 cents and, and um, I got like 28 shares and it was, it was nothing. It was really a distraction. It was really, I thought maybe when I wanted to make the change with AMC and GMC, I, I, if I just did this naked deal, that would, that would scratch the itch and you could move on. But anyway, I took that 20 bucks. I took the other money, and then I also bought enough. So I basically added five AMC shares to my you know, individual investor accounts, which made up for the one GME share in those individual accounts that I'd have access to now, not the Roth GME shares. And that's it. I got back into AMC, sold it. I put out a tweet, and I said, that's it. I'm done. I'm I'm AMC all the way. I learned my lesson, you know, don't go in there, don't go in there, you know. <laughs> so I'm back. I'm I'm, you know, outside for a few, you know, little bitty stocks that are basically nothing, just stuff that I could, you know, buy when I didn't have enough for a, a complete share of AMC. Um that's it. I'm back to AMC and and a little bit of GMC now. GME now. Um and that's where I'm going to stay. That's my conviction. That's my play. And that's where I'll show my guts. And we'll see. But um, we talked about, I talked about the sign. I said I would get back to that, right? You know, maybe you think that was pretty silly. And and again, it, it's just, they could have just been mere coincidences. But you never know. I don't look at everything as a sign from God, but sometimes I, you know, you never know. So anyway, I told I told you the story of my neighbor um, that moved. He got divorced, moved away, and for years, probably ten years or so, I, I had no idea whatever happened to him. And the day I was moving out of that apartment, that same neighbor pulled up in a car with his kids. He had gotten remarried, and he had two kids now. And uh, he was showing the kids where he used to live. On the day that I was moving, that I would never be at that apartment again, that's when he showed up to say, you know, hey, kids, here's where I used to live. Oh, yeah, there's my neighbor, Russ. And I, I just took, it was too much of a coincidence for me. As I was starting my life, getting engaged, and wondering how my life was going to turn out, being married, and hopefully starting a family, I, I always felt it was a, it was a sign from God that say things are going to work out. Don't worry about this, Russ. It's going to be fine. Things will work out. And um, and that's when I talked about the signs. You know, I had the dream Saturday night that the MOAS happened. 
I saw a Lamborghini the next day when I was working for Instacart, and it was orange, like the pumpkin, like the great pumpkin. The great pumpkin was coming. Lambo time was coming. And then even to confirm it even more, I was thinking about, I was like, well, as much as I love Lamborghinis, the car I really want to get is a C8 Corvette, brand new Corvette convertible. And in the parking lot when I looked up, after literally having that thought in my head, rehearsing how I would say it on the podcast, I saw a C8 Corvette. And it was Zeus, the color of it was Zeus bronze, kind of a brown metallic. Zeus bronze, Zeus being the god of gods who was always sending signals and signs to people. And bronze, you know, being, you know, you get a bronze medal, you come in third, the third sign. Now again, it's just, it's just fun. I'm not... This isn't some great Nostradamus um, bet, you know, bet the farm on this. It's just fun. And that's, but I got a little more fun for you, right? Remember I said I had to go down to In-N-Out and talk this out with my wife? You know, is this the right strategy? Should we do this? And um, we went down to In-N-Out, delicious. Um, But before that, for that our kids you know they're not they're pretty they like mcdonald's because they get happy meals so before we went down to in and out we stopped at mcdonald's to get my kids happy meals and they gave me my receipt and there's my order number is on my receipt so at the very top of it there's a big order number 1320 that was my order number 1320 of all the numbers all the times that's the order number they gave me, 1320. The apartment in Burbank that I was moving out of that I saw my old um, neighbor that came by, the address of that apartment was 1320 West Alameda Avenue in Burbank, California. And I just got a shiver just even saying that. I think we'll be okay. I don't know when the MOAS is going to happen. I think I'd love it to be this week. I think, in my mind, it, they they talk about this thing being controlled and the hedge fund's trying to control this thing and delay it. And to me, it's just going to be like a controlled fire that gets that just gets out of control. That something with that strength and that momentum or holding an animal, an elephant, a bull, that you think you can restrain this thing, you think you can control it, but once it breaks out, it is gone. And it's going to be going to the moon. And nobody can do anything. And at that point, you just sit and look and marvel. And hopefully that's this week. If we're just setting up for it, great. Each week, it gets harder and harder for the hedge funds to contain this, to sustain this to keep up the manipulation, and one by one, the weaker ones start to get margin called and liquidated, and when they do, bang, the price goes up even more. And now it's harder for the hedge funds that remain until the next weakest one, bang, they go up. And then, before we know it, we're, we're just like Virgin Galactic, we're in orbit. And that's kind of how I, I've, I've always visualized this. Once this happens, once you see, once it takes off, 
and these shares are worth $5,000 a share, $10,000 a share, $25,000 a share. And you have the XX whatever amount of shares you have and you realize how much money that is. And when it's right for you, you push that sell button. And, and you start to see those amounts show up as cash. Because until you push that, that button, it ain't yours. It goes up, it goes down. Until you push the shell button, it's not yours. You haven't made anything. But when those accounts start showing up, six figures, seven figures, ten figures, that life-changing money, it's going to be like being in orbit. It really will be like going to the moon. Like you're just in a place not many people have gone and experienced. And if you want to, you, you know, you, you wonder like, was this guy for real? I'm going to tweet a picture of the receipt for McDonald's and my in and out menu. So at least I have that. Other stuff, I just didn't have time to take pictures of the cars and traffic. It just wouldn't have been safe to, to do that. You can't take a picture of a dream. <laughs> I can't prove. Some stuff you just can't prove that it happened. But this I can. I can show you the receipt. Um, and, and if you want to look up the address, 1320 West Alameda in Burbank, maybe I can try to find a picture of the apartment. And you can match up the picture and you can say, okay, maybe there's something here. But it's just fun. That's all I'm saying. This is all just for fun. Um, and uh, don't definitely don't base any decision off of the supposed signs. It's just about having fun. And we're going to have a lot of fun during the mother of all short squeezes. And maybe that's going to be the next episode of the AMC Stock Story.